Welcome to The Green Room, a show about shows. Hey, Emily. Hey, Meg. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to The Green Room, everybody. Show about shows. We're here today to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode five. What an episode. Wow, I got a lot of manic energy. I'm just going to start with that because this episode really got me going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I she was just thinking they're going to have to lull. And I do think the second one was boring in retrospect, mm-hmm. the second episode. But Third the episode, last co- pretty boring. Pretty boring. Last two episodes, f- f- dynamite. Di- absolute. That was the exact word I was going to say. Absolute dynamite. TNT. Explosive action coming out of these ladies. I thought Mary getting called racist was going to be the most volatile part, and I was wrong. <laughs> Let's get into it. So we pick up where we left off. They're all having lunch at Walters, uh, and you know, Jen has apologized to Meredith for staring at her for saying she said sorry. I said f you e f f. She, however, does not apologize to Mary, whom you may recall she called a grandpa effer, not grandpa mf'er, as Mary insists she has been called, but a grandpa effer. And Mary's pretty upset that she didn't get the apology that she's looking for. Yeah. And then Mary and Jen start speaking in tongues. Uh huh. I, I didn't understand. And I have my subtitles on. There was no subtitles. They're just yelling. Like that for, I think, 35 seconds, which is a long time. So Jen essentially is trying to explain why she is the way she is. She says she says things that everyone else is thinking. And the subtext there is that she's willing to say that Mary has married her once step-grandfather and has marital relations with him while none of the other housewives are willing to say that that's what I took from that interaction yeah I did I think the big well the first takeaway I took was when Jen said don't wink at me I can I felt that rage I think that winking is so rude (laughs) I I think like winking calling someone bud giving a thumbs up like not a double thumbs up like they talked about an emoji I mean in person if someone gives me a thumbs up while I'm driving I'm enraged and that is and I will put winking in that category it's so rude a lot of what Mary was doing was that Jennifer Lawrence gif where she goes like you know that one that you use like when someone said something ridiculous you just send that gif yeah Yeah. and Mary has these big fake lashes so when she emotes with her eyes it's like extra it's a look extra offensive it's a look. It's like this, like constant, like you're pulling your eyeballs back. I just am like, Mary's awfully condescending for someone who's married to her grandpa. She sure is. Because yeah, they, they get into this fight and yet Jen is saying we are different. And I'm like, that's an understatement of the century that you and like, she was like, I think we just were raised completely differently. And I'm like, yeah, Jen, that's an understatement because she's married to her grandpa. Like just yeah. that alone, just that alone is like, it's clear you have very, very different lives and you have had very, very different lives. Yeah. So let's get that. Um, then we get to what I've been waiting for since the very first trailer when Mary calls Jen ghetto. Yeah. And it doesn't end well. It doesn't. Well, she says, don't get ghetto, which I guess means don't get loud. Don't get sweary because mary seems to have a real problem with the profanity these women all have such a problem with getting sworn at i don't get it like how is that your biggest issue in life like meredith and mary are like don't cuss at me and i'm like what 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 where do you think you are because mary you're literally married to your grandfather you've got bigger fish to fry and also like it's the real housewives of Salt Lake, sure, but they're still the housewives. Like they're gonna swear at each other as any grown up does. I don't know how, my mom doesn't listen to this. So it's time <laughs> to admit, I swear at my friends sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes think, as, a, as a 36 year old woman, I say a swear word at someone. I think in the last week I have sent you a number of swear words via text message because I'm 34 years old and I'm frustrated with Zoom technology and that requires a bad word. Like to really get across what I'm trying to say, I need to use a bit of profanity. Yeah, 
do I think Jen is like kind of crass? Of course, sure. What I'm not going to dispute that. But this, <laughs> that's like, why she's on the show. Yeah, exactly. This like righteous indignation, like, don't you cuss at me? I'm like, I don't get it, Mary. I don't get it, Meredith. I don't get it, Lisa. You guys pull your heads out, wipe off your eyes, and look around you. You're in vaulters <laughs> on the Real Housewives. Like, you're gonna swear at each other. So stop being so mad about it. I mean, real quick amazing performance from Walter in this episode and Arturo like these oh. two are the MVPs for sure the looks they are serving are absolutely iconic at one point Mary says I don't want to do this right now in front of Walter he's very upset Panda Walter who's just stone-faced which I'm like okay Mary patron saint of grandpas you don't need to tell <laughs> us how Walter's feeling I mean he didn't even care his face was like I think he felt uncomfortable. I would never, that face was not upset. He was just, he was solely focused on the ice cream with the lemon and the honey. That's all, that's like, he's just getting that on the table. He's just doing his job. He cares about. Uh, And then Jen's like, yeah, well, I know Walter too. You guys, literally everybody knows Walter. I know Walter. If you've been to Walter's, he has a photo of you with him right when you walk in. He knows everyone who has ever stepped foot in that restaurant. But Mary, I thought Jen was more hilarious because she goes, I know Walter too. And a Torah, (laughs) which I was like, yeah, girl, you show her. You're a regular (laughs) here and you just proved it because you know that, I don't know, the waiter, is he the, what's the wine person? Somalia. Smollier. I don't know. I don't care. All I know is I loved that Whitney Rose is the only other person expressing the kind of confusion that Walter has on her face. She was like, I don't get this. Like, I came, I came for the pasta. I know. She was like, I got a journal. And then Meg, I don't know if you noticed, they zoomed in on those journals. And let's let's have a news break about those women helping women ribbons. In business. Women helping women in business. And a trademark. It was TM'd. <laughs> I was, Mary's, the confusion of Mary just keeps getting deeper. First question, where did you get that ribbon? Second question, what made you use it today? Third question, did you go to womenhelpingwomen.com? Is it a website that helps you make gifts for other women? I don't understand any of it, but I need to know all of it. Yeah, I, I think that your thesis last night has proved to be correct that Mary went to a conference. Do you watch Search Party? Yeah. So you know the fe- femalepreneur? What's it yeah. called? Fempreneur? Fempreneur. Uh, the, one of those like scammy, like I'll help you launch your brand things. And they all got a gift cellophane yeah. thing that had that ribbon on it. And she's like, hey, can I have yours to yeah. everyone who is in attendance? And they're like, yeah, this is hideous. Take it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what happened. I, I mean, Mary whatever she's really digging her own grave but then mary says to jen i didn't even want to invite you and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't get okay i can't this is just the tip of the iceberg for me and mary this week because i'm almost to the point where i'm i cannot with her i'm not there yet i'm almost there but her just yelling like i didn't want she just is so delusional it's hard for me to watch but she gets upset she tells Jen to leave. Jen gets up to leave. Heather finally becomes the person we were all hoping she'd be, which is a <laughs> rational, strong female. Who also apologizes to Walter. <laughs> She's like, yes. Sorry, sorry Walter. Walter. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she, like, while all this is happening, all Lisa's doing is making it about herself, per usual. Lisa being like, I don't like how this feels. Mm-hmm. I don't like how I feel. It's like, ha- Lisa, Keep a journal, and every time you say <laughs> I or me in a conversation with another person, I'd love for a tally mark just by the end of the hour. Because she's, yeah. it's always about Lisa. Lisa, always about Lisa, which is like makes sense because she doesn't seem to know how to have inter- normal interactions with her. Right, right, right. Anyway, Jen leaves. But then Jen comes back. <laughs> well, Heather talks her into coming back. Yeah. Uh, and she comes back, and things only get worse. I, at this point, uh, Mary calls her a hoodlum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whitney tries to intervene and Mary's like, you're 30. You have no business being a part of this conversation. And Whitney says, I am 30, but you're old as F <laughs> and you're acting like you're 10, which is iconic. Great line from Whitney. You're old as mf Uh <laughs> I do think also here is where I'm like, and I know I'm really digging in about Lisa, but I'm not going to stop because here Lisa says, this is, I wrote this in all caps. Lisa is a liar because she's like, 
yeah, we all know Mary's married to her grandpa, but we don't think about it. And I'm like, that's a lie. And I'm sick of this because she's like, you can't say that kind of stuff. I'm like, mm, mm, Lisa, bye. See you later. Because the audacity of that, like, guess what? You all talked about it the first episode. Mm-hmm. So why are you acting like Jen? Again, Jen was crass. I'm not mad about that. She could have said intercourser. There's other ways she could have said these things, but facts is facts. And you guys all talked about it. So the fact that she's like, none of us talk about this. And then the, the next boldest lie is we're a closely knit group of friends. <laughs> I was like, no, you're not. You're not friends. And if you're not talking about Mary being married to her grandpa, you're a liar. You are. We all are. We all are. We are. Yeah. How could you not talk about the woman who married her step-grandfather? How can you not? It's the only thing I can talk about. And I don't even know any of these people. Right. So beyond that, Lisa has made about herself, blah, 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 blah. Jen brings up that Mary once told her if there are black people outside of a 7-Eleven, Mary will go to a different 7-Eleven because she's scared. Mary's explanation for this is that there are two places she can't handle. One is a hospital, the other is convenience stores. What are the chances that five episodes into this first season of The Real Housewives, we have presented Mary with her two greatest fears? And I think the thing that really speaks volumes about her fear, it's just even talking about it seems to make her upset. That she, it's not even going to the convenience store that's making her upset, it's talking. But then she follows it up with, I just don't like violence. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, is your fear black people or is your fear convenience stores? Or a third option is your only fear black people at convenience stores. And, and if why, we're being honest, it's the third. Why is Mary going to convenience stores? Cause she has a phone in her house that calls a maid to bring her a tray. Like what is Mary doing at convenience stores? Is she grabbing a cliff bar? Like, is she grabbing some bugles on her way to preach at her church? Like what, why is she at a 7-Eleven? Do you hooked on Slurpees? Mary, I would buy anything I wanted at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> and what would it be? I'm not sure yet, but probably bugles. <laughs> Those caramel bugles, they're good. Never had them. The peanut butter bugles, also good. I mean, just a plain bugle, delicious. Oh, so good. I would love to see Mary walking around with bugle fingers. I'm, yeah. Those I mean, why else do you buy gloves? bugles but to do bugle nails? That's why she wears those fingerless gloves. You are 100% correct. That has <laughs> to be it. She loves wrong. bugles. So she's saying she has fears, like, whatever. Mary Two places. Is- She's in, listen, I don't want to sound harsh, but she's an idiot. Okay. And the one thing that I keep digging myself into is I'm like, Mary would have to be delusional. How could she not be? Because she's married to her grandpa. She has intercourse with her step grandpa. So I'm like, Mary has, has to be delusional. You know, when people have trauma and they like live in a specific space in their brain, that's Mary's whole life. Her whole life is trauma. So she's created this space for herself that makes no absolute sense but she's going to keep staying there. I mean, this actually, I have encountered people who have to spend so much energy, energy rationalizing their choices that they can't do anything else. Like their brain won't function Mm -hmm. to do anything but that. And that's why everything Mary says is completely bonkers because she's so preoccupied with the fact that she's married to her step-grandfather that she can't even process other thoughts beyond that. How could you? That's your whole reality. And not just step-married, step-married, not just your step-grandma. You live in your grandma's house. You sit in your grandma's weird dining room chairs. You are living this very weird life. And I agree, like you would just have to be delusional. And also what's delusional, let's just talk about the fact that freaking Mary has a maid that she makes wear a hairnet Mm -hmm. because it really upset me. <laughs> I was sincerely like, for someone who hates hospitals, you're really recreating it in your own home because yeah. this woman's wearing a hairnet and scrubs and your grandpa husband is like 70. So yeah. you're basically in a hospice. And With he's always party? in pajamas. We've never seen him not in pajamas. Oh my gosh. And why is all your food on a tray? You're already at a counter. Yeah. And why do you have Oreos in a jar? Like they're going to get gross. Did you notice that? 
Oh, I hate that. Like, Khloe Kardashian, I think, made that very popular by putting, like, cookies. She made, like, a cool design. And I think aesthetic, sure, whatever, that's your business. But, like, I don't want to eat those old cookies. They have to be in airtight packaging. You open it, even Oreos, you open the package, and then you put it in a Ziploc so they stay fresh for as long as possible. Don't put them in a jar. That's nasty. That's disgusting. Mary, just one more. Just chalk it up for one more terrible life decision. So, Um, I mean, anything else from the lunch? It, it, it's bad generally the fact that mary has like the vocab of a, also a 50 year old woman she's not 50 80 hoodlum talking about cussing i mean the whole thing i'm just like she's just really digging in yeah hoodlum was a wild choice of word and jen jen later says that it's derogatory and i don't associate hoodlum with that but i am like a white woman living in salt lake city and i might just be naive hoodlum I mean, for me has always been like an old person describing use but old people are racist that's true so i mean it to me was like i ghetto i'll get on board with her i do agree i think it's uh it's a loaded word to throw at people is yeah. how i feel uh but hoodlum is like i feel like donald trump tweets the word hoodlum regularly like it's yeah. just a very out of touch phrase it is so, I mean, after that, they all go their separate ways. Brooks has an amazing conversation with his mom. I feel like Brooks is the person who can really just root out what's going on in your life immediately. Like, he'll just read you like a book and he'll flatten you to the ground with just like a single sentence. Absolutely. Brooks being like, how was your thing whatever day? What was that thing? Like, <laughs> the thing that the thing that Brooks does is like he's asking you about yourself but it's clear he doesn't care yeah <laughs> it's so cool so and he's like did she say she was sorry or not and you know poor Mary's like well in a way she said she was sorry and she explains why she is the way she is and he's like so she only yells about people she cares about yeah I mean folded her like laundry like that is iconic that is her like I, she had to have a biography. I only yell at people I care about. By yeah. I love it. That is her life. <laughs> so, uh, and then we have Heather who explains that while being a divorced mom is hard, her ex-husband, Billy, still provides for them financially, which is great. I mean, that's nice. That's good that's to great, know. You know. But why did she have like, I had some questions on that, which is like, that's awesome. Great for you. Must be nice. But also, does he give you money for your business yeah yeah that's where I got confused too like so why why are you working because the whole thing was he wanted a mom that was 24 7 for our girls and I'm like is beauty lab laser how involved are you do you just own it like what what's the deal there I actually I think that stuff is fascinating I want to know the ins and outs of Heather's business same I also and Jen when we see Jen in her office I'm like would love to know more about this because office there's a lot to unpack there but Heather that was I was very curious about that Heather though this was a good time for Heather I for once don't have anything bad to say about Heather I actually was like this scene of her oh wait I did have something bad to say about Heather so Heather's making breakfast no I didn't hate that because I actually felt like that was accurate for my life no thing I hated when she said I have mad respect for that about that kid having a very loud car it really bothered me first of all the phrase mad respect not into it and what is it the car is like a ford taurus like he just left with a spoiler on some ford whatever and they're all super impressed with Jaden's car i mean she's saying and her being like i have mad i just think we get these glimpses of who heather as a maya maid wish she would have been like i'm like this is you laurel you know, 16 years old, this is who you wished you could have been, but you couldn't, I guess, because you felt weirdly restricted in life. So yeah. now you're really doing it at 40, whatever. Yeah. I think what we're seeing from Heather is a lot of arrested development where, like you said, she didn't get to live out the fantasy she had when she was 16. And now she's living them out through her daughter, which is never good. No. Oh yeah. Very unhealthy. Uh, Mary, I think if I had to paint who she would have been as a 16 year old, she would have been dating a black guy with a loud car and like only rapping to Jay-Z and not the edited version. <laughs> Nobody's B word. Yeah. 
And she would get scolded, but she would have no regrets. She couldn't because it felt so good. (laughs) So she says that she's excited for her daughter, Ashley, for dating Jaden. And she says that in the Mormon community, you don't allow your daughter to go more than one dance in a row with the same boy because that could lead to a serious relationship, which could lead to sex. Now, Emily, this was not a rule I was familiar with, but you seem to have encountered this in your adolescence. This is the first and only time I have thought, yeah, it's accurate. Like really? I, don't resent, I don't resent this point of view. I do remember that being a big deal, like in my head. I, it, do I think my parents were like, you can't go to the dance at two boys? No, they don't. We didn't talk about that kind of stuff because like repression. But I think it was like a little bit unknown. My sister had a boyfriend in high school and they went to, and they did not, they only got to go to the big dances together. We're talking homecoming. We're talking prom. Okay. Um, okay. Because like sex, no, I, I think- that to me is it right is it wrong I don't I don't know to be honest I don't care I do think that was the one time where I was like I feel represented okay so good for you yeah I mean I I do I do remember some people saying avoid having a serious boyfriend or girlfriend my parents weren't any of those people and maybe that's why this feels foreign to me but I think that some parents said that to their Mormon children I mean it definitely came up at church like I I have memories of like this was something talked about like we're passing around a donut no one wants to eat and then we're also talking about like you don't need to date seriously in high school but I like I wasn't mad about and I liked Heather being like she should just have fun I'm like you know what you're right because then we're not going to have repressed 40-year-old divorced moms. She's not going to end up on The Real Housewives someday. She's not going to say mad respect. How much she loves black men. <sighs> boy. Oh, boy. Okay, but I will say for such a stupid name like Jaden, that kid was pretty cute. So good for you, Heather's daughter. He, he is the quintessential teen boyfriend. He's got the hat. He's got a, 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 just the right amount of acne to tell you his age. He's got really good hair. Great yeah, hair. I would have been all over this. Yeah, a, I'm, I wouldn't have. Year old. Loud cars were not. They were just, they were a certain type of boy, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Loud cars. That guy's were- going to get you in trouble. He pulls into the Tintview parking lot, turns <laughs> off that engine, walks into school, and you are fanning yourself. Like your bra's off and you don't even remember <laughs> taking it off. Like that's what that kind of car, that's the message the kids that drove that sort of car sent at my school. It was a specific time. And I, you know, they had, they all had those car fresheners that were like cologne. Like there's that one tree. What's it called? It's not the new car, but it's like winter no, fresh or something. It was, yes. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And it was that. Yes. And it was that. It was that. Yeah. It was yeah. that. That's that kid. So I would not have dated him. All right. And even if they're driving automatic, they've got their hand on the clutch to make you think they're driving manual. And their seat's way too far back. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're weird. I'm I'm now Mary's age, a grandma, and it, the seat's way too far back. Uh, the t- windows are too tinted. You don't know what kind of <laughs> shenanigans those kids are getting into in those tinted windows. Either way, I'm just trying to say he's cute, but I wouldn't have touched that with a ten foot pole. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have been too afraid to approach Jaden, honestly, and Jaden never would approach me. All right, so they they have a conversation over breakfast, and Heather's like. I didn't think Heather was going to church, but she was like, hey, I'm going to be out late tonight. I'm probably not going to go to church tomorrow. And I was like, oh, so you, you're you going actively to going to church regular basis. All right, cool. And Gosh, then- I will go to church in Midvale if I could run into Heather. Okay. Well, I, it sounds like she's not going anymore. I her daughters were like, if you're not going, we're not going. We haven't been for a while. Maybe we'll never go back. I'd go on a fast Sunday for that opportunity even. Gosh, right? I do think I would like to just take a second. I feel like they had a healthy conversation. I yeah. do. I was like, this is the first time I have felt like Heather is having a healthy conversation about church because what she is saying, if you want to admit it or don't, whatever, there is a thing with, there is a little bit of a hard thing in Utah where the culture and the community is so rapidly tight to a religion like there is like in your neighborhood if you're not going to church when it was a thing you weren't seeing neighbors a lot you know what right. I mean like that is where you make connections so I do understand what she's saying I am part of a divorced family not my mm-hmm. family I married into one and it is like a little tricky 
like kids who go to church every week, they see each other week, they touch base, like have this friendship. And when you kind of are there every other week or just sometimes like it, it is a little tricky. So I was like that little ginger 12 year old or however old she, I was like, you know what? You're expressing your emotions in a very healthy way. And if Heather doesn't have a therapist, I think you do. I, I actually really appreciate Heather's response too, because the daughter was like, you know, it's a little bit judgy and they they notice when you're gone and then they notice when you're back. And Heather's like, so what? You don't go for them. You go for yourself if you want to go. And I was like, that is really good advice. That is healthy for how mad she has seemed. Not even mad. I It's not even disenfranchised. It's like lost for how lost Heather has seen to who she used to be someone who went to church as who she now someone who doesn't go to church and the chasm I was under the impression we were working under I was (laughs) shocked by this very very rational response which everyone should agree with like you do it for you Heather doesn't want to go for her she doesn't feel welcome she doesn't like that was the first time that I was like this is a healthy a very healthy conversation and you know what Heather I like who you're turning into Yeah, she gave an interview to the Salt Lake Tribune. I don't remember the reporter and I feel bad about that. But she essentially told them like, yeah, I was working through stuff in real time on this season of Housewives. And so we're really seeing her like process where she wants to be in the church, how active she wants to be, how involved. What's crazy is she's going through all of this right before COVID when none of us are active because we don't want to die. So I, 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 w- I think that we're still going to see this continue through the seasons because I would imagine that her thoughts have kind of been stalled for given sure. world events. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I watched watch, watch What Happens Live, which I know we usually talk, and we'll get there. But there was this thing that happened during Watch What Happens Live that I want to bring up now, which is Andy Cohen asks Meredith and Lisa, which housewife has the biggest ego now that the show is aired? And Meredith says, oh, I don't know, no one. And Lisa immediately responds, Heather. And I was like, this is interesting to me because I feel like we have seen some real growth from Heather. I don't think she has an ego. I think Lisa's got some weird issues. But I'm like, in what way does Heather have an ego? Because she has a cookie with chip now? Like, this girl isn't, like, putting herself out there that much. They said Heather has the biggest ego? That's what Lisa said, but you know, Lisa's got some weird honor code issues with Heather. I wonder if it's because everyone here in Utah is talking about Heather the most. I think Heather is making, she's hitting close to home more than any of the other housewives and are, it's like for those of us who live here. I would 100% agree with you. And, and she's the most realistic IMO. Like even Lisa, who's Mormon 2.0, I don't get that. I still don't get it. I still do not understand what that means. I'm dying. I'm desperate for a handbook about that. But I do know people like Heather who are working through how they feel, how their life shifted, how they feel now. So for me, she's the most realistic and I appreciate that. But I'm also like, I feel like we're seeing some growth from Heather and I hate to say it because it's a Bravo reality TV show, but I felt moved. Yeah, same. I was like, good for you. And you know what? I hope you get a chip cookie every month because you deserve it. And a side sidebar. Has anyone tried that chip cookie? Because is it good? I don't, uh, I don't really like chip. Do you? I do. I don't like, they're not my favorite plain chocolate chip, but some of their novelty flavors are really it for me. Maybe that's my problem because chocolate chips like always the one I get because it's in the name, but maybe I should like venture out because I, I just love a good homemade chocolate chip cookies and they're not hard to make. I can whip one up in like 15 minutes, you know? Agree. I would agree with you. I don't think chocolate chip is what you get when you go to a cookie store. In fact, when people do, I'm always like, I don't get this. My brother, I have a brother, big chocolate chip cookie enthusiast. Um, for his birthday, he wanted a chocolate chip cookie off. And at the end of it, the one he picked was the Toll House because there's just something so good and pure about a plate. You know what is good though? The Mrs. Fields. Oh, oh my gosh. Those Mrs. Fields chippers, those little tiny guys, they got me through junior high. I used to love to hit the fashion play small. I'd go to a hot dog on a stick where I'd get a cheese stick, American (laughs) cheese, uh, lemonade. And then I'd go over to Mrs. Hop on over to Mrs. Fields across the hallway and get some chippers. And I have no regrets other than I do it more because that Mrs. Field is gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Now it's like a Hello Kitty tea. Get out. Get out of here. I hate it. I won't. It's true. I'm not mad about a Hello Kitty tea, but it's not, it's no chipper. Freak. All right. So speaking of real emotions, the Meredith Seth stuff, 
Uh, it just, it made me feel some things and I didn't like it. Meg, I wrote here, I honestly do not like watching Meredith and Seth. It's too uncomfortable and it's very vulnerable. And it's like real, like it feels real. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it, to- you're really watching Heather working through stuff and you're really watching Meredith's marriage break apart. And I don't like yeah. it. I don't Not like there. it. I don't like it. I so, do wonder what, did you hear how Seth was like, Ohio's like real blue collar. I'm blue collar. I'm just dying to know what he thinks Utah is. Well, I mean, they do live in Park City, yeah. which as we know, isn't Utah, you know, like move to Bluffdale and then let's talk. But like you're living next door to like, I don't know, Elon Musk or whatever. You're not living in real Utah. Is Elon Musk in Park City? Probably. I don't know. Probably. Definitely a jazz player. Uh, yeah, for sure. A jazz player. And so like there, she doesn't want to move to Ohio. He wants her to move to Ohio. I don't think he's being totally fair. No way. Like, no way. Why don't you come support me in my business? Her business is on Main Street in Park City. Mm-hmm. Like, why doesn't he support her business and move here? I do feel like Seth set her up for failure. He sets her up for failure constantly because she can't say anything than other to look like a complete jerk. That's the thing that, and I want to give, and I was really mad at this conversation. They have another conversation later where I'm like, okay, Seth is just very, very upset, yeah. but this has happened every time they have an interaction where I'm like, you set your wife up for failure telling all of America, you don't have sex. Okay. That's weird. And you're making her look like an idiot. And then like, I, if my, what does he do? He buys like, what did she say? She says it's like deep retail discount, which I don't really, I, I don't know what it means. I feel like there's some sort of like, they help companies liquidate or something i don't know i don't get it i'm like oh he just has like a thriving craigslist business i don't understand what he does i also don't understand what the crap these women think about having these conversations in front of like the driver in front of the maid in front of the wait staff this is where i get super super weirded out because like my understanding is most of these conversations are recreations of conversations they've already had right like they will say like oh we talked about this thing and the director will say any way you can recreate that on camera i've heard tons of anecdotes that like Lisa Barlow had an interaction with someone and they're like, we need you to recreate that. We're sending a camera crew. So that's my assumption that that's what's happening here, except it just feels so real and raw. Like either they're way better actors than they've led us to believe, or they just happen to catch this somehow, which seems unlikely. I'm going to say likely because it's just a camera in the car and it's a car driven by someone else. So I could see producers being like oh you and Seth have issues and that's a storyline and we know it's a storyline you're gonna pick him up from the airport cool we're gonna send you in this car with a camera because yeah. we do want to see what you guys interact with I mean if it were me there'd be camera freaking Meredith's house all the time just to catch anything Brooke said right because I don't feel like he can recreate it just like he lives too authentically no he's too true to himself at all <laughs> he really is but yeah. I even Valters like I, obviously, I don't think that was a recreation because I knew, I think what was contrived is Mary's going to have a party. Like, I think producers were like, Mary, you got to have a party so we can put you and Jen in the same room again. You don't think they gave him a few beats to hit? I think if they're anything like professionals, they know what beats to hit. I think Jen yeah. knows what beats to hit. I, I really do. I really think Jen and I think Lisa are the most like, we, we know what we need to do here. Like, I, re- I think that about the two of them. Uh, but Mary's just, she's, in my opinion, living her life. Like, I don't think she is like making stuff up. I think she is honestly having real interactions, but I do think Jen is having, she might feel that way, but she's really playing it up. Speaking of Mary, we get a glimpse of Mary's closet, which is truly, truly insane. The ugliest shoes I've seen in my life. I think Mary's closet is a study of a psychotic break. She has a landline phone in there for, I guess, if she falls down and can't get up. She's what do you think wearing, about Mary's closet, man? She emerges wearing like a silver, they're capris, but basketball shorts. And then like a windbreaker and a t-shirt that's green with a giant watch on it. I think and it's a Gucci. I think that was a Gucci t-shirt. And a Gucci hat that is yeah. truly the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. If, 
if we're talking Mary's wardrobe, I got to bring something up from Watch What Happened Live because Andy Cohen asks Lisa and Meredith, what do you think on a scale of one to 10, what do you think about Mary's outfits? And Meredith immediately says nine. What? No. And then Lisa says, I love her pieces. She has great pieces. And Andy's like, no, one to 10. And she goes, it's a 10. Nope. Meg, I feel like, I feel like, I am, I'm, I don't, I have so, I'm full of self-doubt because to my head, it is clearly, she's a terrible dresser. They might be expensive. They might be like very high end, but she's a terrible dresser. She might have great pieces. The way she wears them is terrible. Mary has not worn a sink. Remember that big bird outfit when she's talking to Charlinda? She's in a bright yellow blouse with bright yellow J Crew jeans with bright yellow boots. I mean, the J Crew jeans we all wore in 2012, by the way. She's an insane, she's in an insane dresser. She truly yeah. is an insane. I don't, I, I, I felt like I, I feel like, am I wrong? And everyone's- You are 100% correct. I could see in this this image I'm looking at right now where she's got the silver everything and the stupid shirt and the stupid hat. One of those things with an otherwise basic outfit. Put that jacket on with a black t-shirt and jeans. Not my jam, but I see what you're going for, right? That hat, wear it on a summer day, tank and shorts, great. Like it's a look, again, not my jam, but it works for you. All of this crap together is so, so she looks like a hype beast you know like those oh, kids mm -hmm. like have like the latest the whatever <laughs> yeah and I'm like you're but you're a middle-aged woman what are you doing I feel like I know wealthy people I'm look I'm not trying to brag but I know some wealthy people okay yeah you're wearing every brand does not a wealth or a good wardrobe make it makes you tacky Emily, when I was in seventh grade, all I, all I wanted in the whole world was an Abercrombie and Fitch t-shirt. Mm. That's, that's it. That's like, I told my mom every day, this is what I need is I wanted to say Abercrombie and Fitch. I know the one, please. My life is going to turn around if I get this Everything's going to change. Things are, the, the guy who I've liked since kindergarten, he's going to see me in that shirt and he's going to say, where have you been my whole life? I didn't realize your taste was so refined. Yeah. Guess what? I got the t-shirt and not a lot changed. And I just, I feel like Mary, and I, that's a lesson I learned when I was 13. I feel like Mary hasn't, hasn't reached that level of awareness yet at the Mary. what, is she 45. Mary even, I think doubled down later in a way that makes me think she truly doesn't get it. Like yeah. when she talks, she talks to Heather lately where she refers to herself as a Louis Vuitton, not a wearer, just like you see me a Louis Vuitton and then she quits and like trails off. And I'm like, you, it's really your identity. And it's so fascinating. It's just so tragic. interesting. It's I, tragic. I, she is, uh, you couldn't write a character like this. You just couldn't. As hard as you would try. So she starts venting to Robert Sr., Meanwhile, yeah. Jen from her office, again, tell me everything about Jen's business. I want to know the ins and outs of how she runs things from that desk. We don't get that. I wish we would. She's yeah. FaceTiming Sharif, who is a pretty good therapist, TBH. Okay. Uh, uh, Sharif and Jen, I'm very invested. If they ever get divorced, I'll just kill myself because <laughs> I am so, I, I think they have a good marriage. I, he, they are a perfect yin and yang. And I will say as crazy as Mary gets, she has very rational conversations with Sharif. And I do think yes. it's because Sharif, crazy sorry, Jen. sorry, Jen, Mary doesn't. Mary's telling her husband, AKA her grandpa, everyone's picking on me. Sharif is saying to Jen, you can't take that personal. That's how she feels about herself. And I'm yeah. like, I would, again, I, I would spend $60 on a cameo from Sharif. He just really, like, I feel touched by him. He has a great energy. I love to see him interacting with Jen. I do, again, I think they have a nice, healthy marriage. They seem like she is very true to herself and he knows that she's crazy because remember when the flappering cankles had to have him come pick her up and she was in a backless dress sobbing he clearly knows that she's off the wall but he also seems to like genuinely like her yeah, well she's fun she's so fun and she's supportive yeah. she is like the first thing she asks like how are you she doesn't get on the phone and is like oh 
Like she is truly like, how's it going? How's camp? Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of having a hard time. Like I just really love this peek into Jen. I also loved that her freaking desk has a plaque that says, I can't even. I can't even. I literally can't even. And I, she also has a tiara in a case. Well, she was in Mrs. Utah, remember? She was? Uh, yeah, like after you were married. She she mentioned this somewhere and I looked I it up. I had um, no idea, but that's incredible information. I'm going to spend the next four hours digging yeah. into it. Just that also, contrast. Did you see her, her phone case has hashtag Shaw squad? I love it. I love every, I, I get it. She has flaws. I love everything about Jen. I, I love her flaws. flaws. They're entertaining. You know what's her, inner, her flaws are very entertaining. Like again, on watch what happens live. He asked Meredith and Lisa, who's going to have the, who's going to get the most heat at the reunion. And they were like, Jen. And I was like, cause she can handle it. And guess what? She's the only person we're interested in listening from anyway. Like yeah. she is so entertaining, but that stark contrast between Mary and her grandpa, AKA her husband sitting in this weird kitchen, eating fruit off a tray that came from not the kitchen. Cause they're sitting yeah. in the kitchen. What part of the house did that fruit come from? It makes no sense. She like came from the study with a bowl of melon and and still in a hairnet still in scrubs like this grandpa husband is still wearing pajama pants and then I'm like you cut to Jen who is tacky she got a huge huge Chanel necklace on but I was like you know what you look good no it's working it's working (laughs) and she's having a nice rational conversation with her husband I'm like this you could watch this one clip and see everything you need to see about why they could never be friends yeah, and it, it gets really, I just, every conversation Mary has with her husband, I get legitimately creeped out because she's like, you know, she called me a grandpa mf and he's like, Mm-mm, can't do that. Dude. And then she's like, but you know, you're not, you're not my blood. You're not my blood grandfather. As though that's the issue. As though everyone was mad about this union because they were actually related when in fact, we're all just horrified that she married her grandmother's husband. That's the thing is when he was like, why are they talking about it? You can't care what people think. I'm like, uh, you should care what people think. Like you should care what people think about this. You should cringe about this because you guys are cringy. Remember when Mary told the entire universe that she pretended to have a period for two weeks? Like you cannot put your marriage as weird as it is on TV and not care what people, you should care what we think. And we're all judging you harshly. I will give someone $20 if they tell me I didn't even blink my eye about that. No, we all think it's weird. It doesn't matter if it's your blood. It doesn't matter if it's your step. It doesn't matter if it's your half. I don't care. You can't marry your grandpa. Well, and then he, Robert Sr. is like, you know what it is? They're just jealous. And I, what? I hate, I hate this. I hate when women's complicated emotions get bundled all under jealousy. I hate it. And I resent that Robert did it. And I resented it last week when Lisa said it about Jen. I really hate it because it's just simply not true. There's nothing in Mary's life that is enviable. Like sure, she's Louis Vuitton, but she's also grandpa intercourser. Like that is her everyday life is grandpa intercourse. And she really truly seems to hate it. Like I'm sad for Mary this episode. She really does not want to be in this marriage and never has wanted it. I'm not sad for Mary because Mary made her own freaking bed. And as much as she wants to blame God for her marriage, she chose it. And so I am so anti-Mary. I don't like her at all. I don't like her, but I want her to stay on the show forever. We will get to why I think she hates her marriage in a little bit. First, we have to talk about Whitney and her wrestling match with her brother, Will. Did not like it. Uh, Well, Whitney's hobbies never cease to amaze, though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, jujitsu turns out where her now is Will an employee at this jujitsu place or just like works out there? I I have to assume he owns it because okay. that's the I think about my own brother and if I was on the Real Housewives, I would probably try to go to his dental practice, White Pine Dental. Oh, White Pine. So dental. I try to plug it right now. Shout out. Uh, so this is really not that interesting. They explained that they're not actually siblings, they're step siblings, but they're still can't wrestle with each other. Yeah. It's still very weird. The, what really, the only reason we're talking about this is because Whitney has an ITM where she looks like Anna Nicole Smith. She has a completely different face and she's done her hair in like, uh, seven brides for seven brothers, like with these like ringlets and it's back. And she's got like this prairie neckline it's insane. She looks insane. And she, she looks, looks like a completely insane. different person. 
I, yeah, this new confessional look. Well, I'm like, it's so hilarious. We're having this very sad conversation about your dad and addiction. And I can't think about anything because all I can see is this like weird blow up doll, baby doll voice, like animatronic. She looks so crazy. Her, Her lips, lips are, are insane. She probably, she like went straight from no injections to jumbo injections. Like there's no like easing into it. Her eyebrows, that's the thing that really threw me is I'm like, your eyebrows look exactly like Meg sent me, you sent me a picture of this. And I was like, is this a new Rose Gate cousin? Cause it yeah. kind of looks like Whitney, but it kind of looks like Heather and it doesn't look like either of them. It's really, it's really unsettling. Anyway, the, she's like, yeah, dad's going to go to sober, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The storyline, like, I just, I just don't care. I know yeah, that that sounds you kind of think that dad's a little hot when he's in that old picture? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little, right? I mean, I don't want it because we've seen what I mean, happens. But when they show that picture again, I'm like, you know what? That dad's like a little hot, especially like mid-90s hot. I would have been like, your dad is smoking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would have been like if Whitney and I were friends, I'd be like, let's go to your house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was this guy in my neighborhood. Um, he looked kind of like that very tan, dark hair. And I remember just being like, that is a handsome man. I think it was the first time I was like, not, oh, he's cute. I have a crush, you know, but the first time I was like, that is a handsome man. And Whitney's dad was a handsome man. Now, you know, he looks like a pop punk emo lead singer has been. Yeah. Like fallout boy fell out too far. So Henry has a birthday party at a bowling alley. Who cares? (sighs) Yeah, it's very dumb. But Lisa has a conversation with John. I love John because he doesn't really react to anything. Like yeah. John does not want to be on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but Lisa insists on having conversations at him on camera, and he just kind of stands there and nods every once in a while. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, I want to say I don't want to go to a kid's birthday party in real life, so I'm not interested. It's the same thing I think about Meredith. I don't want to have a separation of my marriage in real life so I don't want to watch it on tv I don't want to go this kid is too much he's trying too hard is how I feel but besides that remember that weird comment with Lisa's like on my kid's birthday they get a hundred percent of mommy's attention it's Mm -hmm. the one day I can give them that and I'm like that's not right you should be giving your kids 100% of your attention more often than once a year yeah (laughs) like John you need to talk to your wife it's a little troubling she also reveals that even though they have a good marriage, sometimes they drive each other crazy and she wants through his Rolex out the car window. I mean, if I'm Lisa and I'm mad, I'm not throwing away a roll. Like that's just throwing money out the window, right? And Lisa, you could have just said his watch. Like, I, of know, I know, I know, what of a flex. Course. But that being said, this is the first time I liked Lisa. Her view was on marriage. I was like, you know what? I'm not mad about this. This is the first time I felt like, and I will say for Lisa, benefit the doubt to Lisa, she has had the least annoying points of view about Mormons. Um, and this was another one where I'm like, you know what? I feel pretty represented. I'm not mad about how you talked about marriage. I'm not mad about how you talked about Mormons in marriage. In fact, I probably feel the most identified with this statement. I was so as much as I just really do not like Lisa, she's Regina George in sheep's clothing. I liked her a tiny fraction here because she did have like a pretty good, she did have a good, her saying like marriage is very sacred to me. It's for eternity. Like you got to work stuff out even when it's bad. I was like, you know what? That's actually really rational and I'm not mad. So thank yeah. you. And a pretty healthy view of marriage. Thank you. Uh, Whitney takes her dad to sober forever whatever um and it's like great good luck I hope I hope like I genuinely want this guy to get better I hope it goes well I just don't think this is interesting to watch I just like it's really hard for me to have someone talk about their dad when their areola is almost going to pop out of their weird yes Marilyn yeah. Monroe dress I'm like Whitney you seem to do you and I do like that to be honest I do I have been liking Whitney more and more and the storyline I do think is like there's depth there but it's just hard to take serious and I'm not interested uh let's just move on let's see those red let's see that red door that red daybreak door a little more there are so many more interesting things about Whitney and so many more salacious housewifey things than Mm -hmm. her dad seeking sobriety and I kind of feel like that's a private thing well uh, anything on the show should be private but like that gets paid for being on the show like I I don't know I know Whitney gets paid but I've always wondered like do these tag I think they have to right 
Is he? Are they sponsoring his um, sober living rehab stay? Well, because remember how she said that he went to that Brighton rehab, which is expensive. Yeah. Well, they're all expensive. Yeah, but that one's like they have like a private chef. It's really nice. Well, I want to go to rehab. Dude, you do. It looks incredible. I looked it up last night and I was like, you know what? This looks like a nice little retreat, a little <laughs> mental health break. I was talking to my husband yesterday. We were talking about jail. I don't remember why, but mm. sometimes jail just sounds kind of nice. You know, like no responsibility. I can just like do a puzzle. Yeah. Okay. You you have to go outside to work out. They make you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. There's some pros Cute. and cons. That's for sure. Uh, and so whatever, that's that. We have to go back to Meredith and Seth. This conversation like actually genuinely upset me. Yeah. I felt bad for him. I really did. And I, and I'm like, I don't really like him, but it was really sad. It was sincerely sad. Yeah. He's like, she's like, okay, I guess he says, I gotta go. And she's like, oh, okay. And she says, what's your plan? He's like, well, I have to go back to work. And He's like, it doesn't seem like you want me here. And she's like, yeah, well, maybe we just need some time to figure out what we're doing. We need a little room. And he says, maybe me being out of the picture for a while will help you find out what you want. And maybe I'm not in the picture. And then she says, I don't disagree. It was real sad. And she's not even crying. It was bad. It was so uncomfy. Um, It was sad. Um, It was very sad. But then um, he leaves the room and we see that bear picture. And all of a sudden that, that dad just became the least saddest thing in that room. I did a literal double take because we saw her looking at so many different kinds of art. That, and some of it seemed like something Meredith Marks would buy. You know, something kind of boring, something not very ostentatious, fit in their like monochromatic home, some lines on a print, whatever. She goes with the bear poster that's now hanging in their bedroom. What it looks like to me is like a Valentine's teddy bear because mm-hmm. there's like red and it's got like a cute bear face. It's so shiny. What the hell? I mean, I'll never forgive Meredith Marks for acting like that's what Park City art is. I mean, I guess it kind of is if we're being honest with each <laughs> other, but there's some, I'm gonna stand, there's better choices than that shiny that shiny soda can bear. I have a good friend whose art is impeccable. Shout out Paige Anderson. She sells at the Meyer Gallery. If you're in Park City, if you're looking for art, go get a Paige Anderson at the Meyer Gallery. I prompt, I, I mean, whoever did that bear, I think it belongs somewhere. I don't think it belongs in Meredith Mark's house. I couldn't say this to the guy or the girl who did do that bear to their face because I, I couldn't, but are you 15? <laughs> If you're 15, I'm really impressed. If you're a grown up, did you win reflections? In this is reflections. Honorable mention. This is a time in my life where I think maybe I should take more chances because someone got that bear picture printed and sold. Like, why don't I just put out something into the universe and see what happens? Because there is, there is like my grandma always has this phrase. It's like someone's doing it worse than you're going to. Like, as in like, take a chance. It doesn't, someone's going to be worse than you. Just take a chance. And this is the time that I thought, you know what? Yeah, I could, yeah, I could do some art. (laughs) Head on down to FedEx, copy and print, get, get your bear laminated, put it in a gallery, see, see what it goes for. Why not? And and Meredith Mark's going to buy it for probably at least $40. So next Oh, Heather boy. and Mary eat at my personal favorite restaurant. This was like a real um, uh, Mr. Krabs when he has like the, like everything around him starts to blur and he's like super disoriented. Mm-hmm. That was how I felt seeing provisions on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Provisions for me is like special occasion, really just want a good meal. We got a sitter, well, let's head to provisions. Seeing these two sit at the table where I've sat it was just, it was a lot for me personally. Yeah. I actually just went to provisions for the first time one month ago. So I was like, this feels like an alternate universe. Yeah. Did you like it? I love those Brussels sprouts. I was glad they got their own shot. They deserve it. I, I did like it. I misordered. I'm going to put that out there. Oh, what'd you get? 
Um, I got this gnocchi. It had a cheese in it. It, it was really rich, but their appetizers were like the best. I love those. Bro- yeah. their, their cauliflower. We had a crudite. It was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, um, they, so have, they have a meal, which can't wait to see how this pans out for you, Heather. Uh, Mary refuses carbonated water because carbonation harms your ovaries. And I guess Mary's looking to pop out another one to two children. I don't, oh, okay. I know I've called Mary delusional like at least 90 times. (laughs) When Mary said that, I was like, had a real self-reflection about my own reproductive health. Like, wait, do I drink too much soda? And then I was like, why am I taking Mary? Why am, she hates hospitals. Why, and she's only had one kid because she doesn't know how periods work. Why am I listening to this woman? Because I went through a whole brain track of like, you know how there's like all these studies about how there's like higher IVF and like reproductive health help in Utah because there's like a lot of like a lot of conceiving problems, which I've heard been blamed on that like weird factory in Provo (laughs) that puts out all that inversion. Um, And so I was like, maybe, but we are huge soda drinkers. So then I really did go through this whole track of like, you know what? Maybe Mary's right. Because I have heard there's a real issue with getting pregnant in Utah. And also we all drink a lot of soda and one plus one did equal two in my head. And I thought, I guess I'll stop drinking soda. And then I took a beat and looked at those fingerless Chanel gloves one more time and realized, Mm-mm. no, Mary's insane. It's okay. I don't need to take this too hard. I got to tell you, I trust the comments section of a QAnon mommy blogger more than I trust Mary when it comes to medical advice. <laughs> So you trust Sarah from episode two more? More than Mary. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't think that's a wrong statement because Mary just really digs herself into a crazy trench in this conversation. This conversation was like, you just held a mirror up to someone who doesn't know reality. She doesn't know reality. I'm going to keep drinking soda. It's alarming. Uh, So Heather's like, Mary, let's talk about that luncheon, huh? And Mary's like, yeah, you know, I just think Jen is very triggered by what I have. And it's because I'm black. And Heather's like, what, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Mary also said, I think she doesn't like that I'm on top. And then, but then she's like, because I'm black. And there's your first step that we're about to enter into. Like we're falling down the rabbit hole because that, that whole sentence doesn't even make any sense. And a, does she forget like Sharif is black? Yeah, her children like, are black. Like, I know that Jen is not black, but her, her kids are black. Her husband is black. Like she said, she's like, my nephew is black. Like, she's right. You know what I mean? When she was like, when she's talking about not going to 7-Eleven, she could be talking about my nephew. She could be talking about my brother-in-law. Like, y- her family is black, Mary. But Mary does this thing where she holds on to one crumb when you've given her a whole cake. So mm-hmm. it's like, she wants to keep calling herself a grandpa MFer when mm-hmm. what actually had happened was Jen was mad that she felt like Meredith was not being loyal. So it's like, now Mary's going to hold on to that crumb instead of that whole cake, which is Jen doesn't want you to have friends. Like that's enough. You, that's a big cake to eat. You could eat the whole thing. You don't just need to keep saying grandpa MF her. And now it's like, Mary had this whole conversation with Jen and what she took away is black's the thing we're talking about now. Yeah, well, and to that point that all she can focus on is the grandpa MF or it's just this conversation really reveals how insecure she is about being married to Robert Sr. for good reason. For good reason. Her trying to explain her marriage, like validating it by saying like, you don't understand. My grandma left this in her will. She wanted me to have everything. She wanted me to have her church. She wanted me to have her house and she wanted me to have her husband. You, that explanation does not make anything right. In fact, it makes a lot of things worse for me. I feel way worse. If she would have fallen in love with her grandpa, to be honest, I might've rooted for that. But just knowing like, she's just doing it because her grandpa, this is where I get really, really mad. This is where I actually get really, really mad about Mary. And this is where I get really mad about Mary. This is, this is a tangent I want to go down now. Mary talking about, I trust my grandma. She built a church. She, she trusts God. God wants me to marry my grandpa. So it took two years, but I'm, I, I ended up marrying my grandpa. She's like, but you know, it took a long time. It took two years. Here's where my, here's where I'm mad. First of all, when you think about Mary's lifestyle, she has like terrible clothes, but expensive clothes. She has a maid. I don't have a maid. 
She mm-hmm. has like a son in a private school. My kid's not in private school. Mary has like, I think we're going to go ahead and say an affluent lifestyle. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Mary, sole way of getting money from what I can understand is people from her church give her money. Mm-hmm. The church her grandma started, people supported that church. They were like, hey, I'm going to give this woman money because I get so much out of this church. Okay. Why are you giving someone so much money that they can afford a maid? That's too much money. No church is helping your life enough that that person should be able to afford a maid. It's just, it's in my head, it's wrong. I feel like Mary just digs her. God doesn't want you to be Louis Vuitton. God doesn't want you to marry your grandpa. I'm going to go ahead and say this. God doesn't care. You have convinced people to give you money because you are really good on a gold microphone, but you are in a cult. I want to say to everyone in Mary's like, this is a cult. You guys are in a cult because Mary might give you spiritual enrichment, but not to the point where she can afford a maid. Meg, how much is a maid salary? 30 grand a year? It's got to be a lot. It's it's a pretty upsetting conversation because she's like, I really didn't want to marry him. I really, really didn't. I spent two years praying. No, and then you know God what? We heard Mary was me. married. Mary was married. It took you two years because you needed to get divorced. You had to get divorced. And then you prayed and felt peace. And now you're happy you married him because you can afford Louis Vuitton. Like that. that's like, if a friend said that to you, if you were having, if I was... If Emily, I was like, hey, I, um, I want you to know I'm divorcing my husband because my grandma died and she wants me to marry her husband. And if I do that, I can afford designer clothes. Would you not do everything you could to intervene? No, I would say okay, good luck. We're not friends because I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It really, I really think it's predatory. I think it, and I, and let's just even scope out more. Let's just zoom back a little more. Your grandma built this church. She made a ton of money. She marries a man who is old now, but was significantly younger than her. She dies under suspicious circumstances. And I was never going to bring this up on the podcast because I don't want to be sued, but there are articles everywhere that the way Mary's died, Mary's grandma died was very suspicious. And there are plenty of places you can find on the internet that said that grandpa was under suspicion about possibly murdering his wife, who then she's dead. He has all this money and he's married to like a 20 year old. And you know what? I bet Mary looked good back then because she like, she's got a tight body still. So I'm like- So now this grandpa, you're married too, so you can have a lot of money, so you can have this weird, creepy house with green carpet, and so you can be Louis Vuitton. Like, Mary, I don't feel bad for you. I don't, I I would have felt bad for you, but now I'm like, you made your freaking bet, and now you're mad that everyone's talking about it? Don't go on national TV, you big idiot. Like, you're right, everyone is talking about this, because who in the world is married to their step-grandpa? Everyone is judging you. We all are, and you know what? We deserve to, because you went on TV, and put out this storyline. So if you did not want to be judged, personally, if it were me, I would not be Louis Vuitton. I would be like on Oxycontin in a bed all day because that's the reality of how I would need to live if I was going to live like that. But Mary is shameless. She's flaunting all this money that she gets from providing services at a church, spiritual guidance. She gets so much money she can be Louis Vuitton. She gets so much money she can serve vaulters to six people. And I'm supposed to feel bad for Mary and think that that's what God wanted? No, not my God. I don't know who your God is. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And like, it just like, there was a little bit of a frustration to me too. And Heather's like, I understand where Mary's coming from. And first of all, don't relate to Mary because she's bonkers. But she's like, in the Mormon church, you do like Mary because you think God wants you to. And I'm like, sure, sure, sure. But you didn't need to marry a gay who is totally wealthy and have a wedding in Hawaii. Like you all made your own decisions. God yeah. doesn't care this much about your decisions. Just own your own. I don't like when people blame God for things, Mary. If that is not clear enough. Because like, just own that you made your own decision and be a big person about it. And no, if I was married and I really felt, I'd be like, who cares if I'm married to my grandpa? I don't care. So why do you care? But you do care. Yeah, she do. She cares deeply and she doesn't want to be in that marriage. And I think she keeps buying herself nice things to make herself feel better about being in this marriage. And I will never in my life be okay with the fact that she can have a maid from owning a church. Did you ever watch The Righteous Gemstones? No, no. Okay, well, I can hi- I highly recommend, but like all these preachers or pastors who just like suck a congregation dry for money so they can have this lifestyle. I think it's my newest tainer. I think in 2021, I'm going to go on that crusade. That's the that's the issue you're tackling. 
I think it's just so wrong. And I know someone who knows someone who knows someone who does Mary's flowers at her house every week. And she did say the amount of money this woman spends on flowers is just absolutely like, she's like, of course, I love it. I make money, but it's really like, she's, I feel guilty because I know where her money comes from. And I know how much money she is spending on these flowers. Like, it's just, it's like, she used the word sickening. She's like, it's kind of sickening to think about. And the more I sit with Mary trying to justify her marriage, the more I think about Mary's lifestyle choices and the more just like angry I get at Mary. I don't feel for Mary. I don't feel bad for Mary. You di- you didn't have to marry your grandpa. You chose to marry your grandpa. So let's just put that into a bed. So well, Jen- she also, she says like, my grandma just really wanted me to do it. And I obeyed her. It's like, well, your grandma's dead. Like yeah. she, you don't and have to obey her. She's not she probably got murdered by her husband. So can you really trust her, her judgment? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I would love to talk to Mary's mom. I, I bet she's kind of crazy too, but get her on the pod. I would love it because Mary's mom saying she broke away and stopped talking to Mary. If I was Mary's sister, I can tell you right now, I would never talk to my sister again because I'm like, you sold your soul for Louis, to be Louis Vuitton yeah. and that's the choice you made. And if you're happy with it, great. I just don't have any interest in having a relationship with you. That all being said, there is nothing in this world I enjoy more than judging people. So to have an opportunity to judge Mary on TV, it's just, the joy is boundless for me. It's a gift. It's so much fodder. I mean, it's just, I can't stop her outfits, her hair, her housekeeper, everything about her just screams like pass a, ju- a harsh judgment on me. And like, personally, I'm just so grateful. 2020 has been rough, but I have this and that's enough, Meg. Is it ever? I mean, it's not enough for me, honestly, but I'm glad it's here. I'm glad that it's uh, something we can meet and talk about every week, Emily. Um, I know we, you think we're done, but I'm almost not done. I want to say a couple more things. The first thing is Heather thinking she can be loyal <laughs> to Jen and Mary. I can't wait to see that backlash. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. Jen's going to flip out. Jen's going to lose her mind. Can't Can't wait wait for that. The other thing that had happened was, um, did you see Watch What Happens Live? Did you watch it? No. No. Okay. Well, if you're not watching Watch What Happens Live, I do think you're only getting half the story. But (laughs) the thing about it was Lisa opens on a giant 44 ounce holiday soda cup. That's how she, that's her first peak on Watch What Happens Live, a nationally broadcast show. And what I want to know is, do you think Lisa is trying to be the soda queen? Well, no, because I hold that title. She can't have it. Ooh, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> shots fired. Shots? Vita, Vita tequila shots fired? Yes, of course. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. I really can't. And I, it, I would love for anyone to talk to me about Mary. If you honestly think Mary is a good dresser, I'll buy you a lunch if we can have that conversation. I just, I, I know I said this last week, but I, the, the fact that they found her is a, amazing casting. If, if you didn't think Andy Cohen was a genius before now, which you had to have, because this entire show is just so good. The concept is just so genius. If you mm-hmm. did not think he was a genius until now, he, you have to admit he is now. Because I mean, Mary, I mean, even Jen, like we've seen characters like Jen before, and you know I love Jen, but like we've seen every kind of these characters. We have never... Never, never, not on Breaking Amish, not on Sister Wives, not on any reality show have we seen a person like Mary. No, and it's amazing. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, all right, Emily, thanks. Bye, see you later, Meg. Uh, wait, we're not done because oh. we need everyone to subscribe to the HiveMind newsletter at hivemind.substack.com. We need them to like and review this podcast rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can subscribe either through the Hive Mind feed or the Green Room feed. And now we're done. Uh, yeah, we, we're we going to quit if people don't listen. So yeah, if that yeah. scares you. <laughs> and thanks for those who are listening. Uh, it's fun. We love your feedback. Yes, Keep thank sending you, us. Jane, Irene, Tracy's friends. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back next week.
Thank you.